So this is what we're talking about, about healing the hustle. You can't numb it away and you can't chaos it away. And so some people numb and some people chaos. I know I have chills too. Some people numb, some people chaos. Welcome to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the fantastic Jessica Butts. Jessica is a psychotherapist, three-time author, Myers-Briggs expert, corporate trainer, and keynote speaker. In Jessica's work over the past 20 years with personality type and human behavior, she has found a way for women to balance their ambitious ways that keep them constantly doing with new ways to help them also be. She is practicing what she preaches and recently sold everything she owns and fulfilled a lifelong dream by moving to Maui to heal her hustle while also running her successful business. She's now on a mission to help other women learn how to heal their hustle. Jessica, after one of the most hilarious, <laughs> uproarious, intense green screen or green room chats I've ever had in the history of this show, I can't wait to ask you this question. What do small business owners need to focus on? That's so funny. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up because I just ran to the bathroom, came back. We're just laughing the entire time. And I thought, oh, God, your listeners would love to know the conversation that we just had. So it was hilarious. I mean, and also bladder control is important when you're laughing. Yeah. That green room was epic. But what do small business owners need to do today? This week. Give them a week. This week. Or today. This week. Or today. If you want to throw down a day challenge, you can throw down a day challenge. I will throw down a day or week challenge. And I'm very adamant about this. The second you asked it, I was like, I know exactly what it is, which is start being yourself on social media whatever it is. If you don't know who you are, then you need to freaking pause everything and figure it out. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know what your personality type is, if you don't know what your specific point of view is, stop, take a little break, go away and figure it out because you copying everybody else, trying to be like everybody else is just an absolute it's just a fucking waste of time. So that would be absolute number one, figure it out, figure out your point of view, your sassiness, whatever it is, stop trying to be like everybody else. It's so annoying. And I'm privy to this. There is a particular social media site that you notice a whole lot of copying behavior disguised as originality. Uh, Jessica, what are we doing that we think is original that really isn't all that original? Pray tell. 
it's it's just absolute one of my pet peeves right now that I watch small business owners specifically doing. And I'll be honest, I think it's I find specifically female business owners and maybe I just don't watch a lot of men on social because I don't care. But watching female <laughs> business owners on TikTok or Reels dubbing their voices behind somebody else's content. They're just acting out somebody else's content. Why the fuck are we doing that? Why are we doing that? If you do not have something to say, then don't say anything. No one wants to see you dancing out somebody else's content or dubbing somebody else's voice. What the fuck are we doing? If you do not have your own point of view, if you don't have a voice, then just pause, sister. Just pause. And my guess is you do have something to say. You have a business. You've got a specific point of view. So take a hot minute. Calm down. Quit listening to everybody else's stuff. Go away for a couple of days. Tap into your intuition. Shut the fuck up and get clear. Make a humongous list of things that are important to you and share those. I don't ever, ever again want to see a really prolific, I mean, I'm sorry, Amy Porterfield, I love you, but why? What are you doing? She's now, her current launch is she's just dubbing a bunch of other people's stuff. And it's, I find it embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's painful. It's as if women don't have our own point of view or that we're not strong enough to come up with our own stuff so that we have to like, again, dub in. Stop. Let's just stop doing that. Let's just all assume that we are smart enough, that we are capable enough, we are powerful enough to have our own voices, to show up on social, to show up to our email list, to show up on a stage, to show up on a podcast and have your own specific point of view. Like I'm giving myself chills right now. I'm so adamant about this. It just it pains my soul to watch these strong, powerful women losing their voices. For what reason? I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. It makes me crazy. I think it's a form of performative covering of fear, right? Which is what all of us are doing in, in some way or another sometimes, right? But I first off, I love that TLTQ is the podcast where back to back, you can hear the phrases, lean into your intuition and shut the fuck up. Okay, so Jessica's brand, y'all, if y'all are new to Jessica, Jessica <laughs> moved to Hawaii, has this gorgeous blonde hair, looks incredible in pink. At point of recording, it's wearing these gorgeous pink earrings, pink blush, pink lipstick, and it has this beautiful Maui vibe. And then it's like, and also I want y'all to shut the fuck up. So 100%. let's talk about right there, how even in a Maui mentality, you can own the truth of shutting the fuck up and getting it right, right? Because... <sighs> Going and finding inspiration in someone else's content is great. But if we're just like, okay, you said, Amy Porterfield, we love you. You need to do your own thing. I used to have, because uh, Amy Porterfield has more content than anyone, right? So like, why are you not repurposing your own shit, if anything, Amy? But I used to get so cranky because Gabrielle Bernstein's first book was just a new version of A Course in Miracles. And I was like, why is she so freaking famous? This book is just like 
the pink version of A Course in Miracles. And I was like, I'll be impressed by her when she comes out with her own shit. And since then, she has come out with a lot of her own shit. So my opinion has evolved. But even back then, I was like, what's so good about this book? It's not even her stuff, right? We know the songs we've heard before. We don't need another, I love you, Weezer, but we didn't need another cover of (laughs) Africa by Toto. Like, we just didn't need that. We didn't need that. Yes. Right? But then I think it's also so funny that we're talking about what are we doing with our content and and how are we showing up and how are we stepping into our own voice? And, and for me, I already said what I've been doing lately. I got new content fatigue, same as anybody. But yeah. what I wasn't doing was going, oh, there are 80 plus episodes of this podcast. I've been interviewed 90 plus times. I've been posting on Instagram for four freaking years. I'm still acting like everyone I've ever met has heard every episode of TLTQ, has heard every interview I've ever done, has read everything I've ever put on Instagram until finally... I heard the word repurposing enough that I was like, all right, I need to stop being an asshole to myself and bring back my own greatest hits. That's my voice. And just because I said it once, it bears repeating. And so I think it's so interesting that we're like, oh, I'll jump onto this TikTok trend, but I don't want to say the same thing on Instagram twice. What the heck is that about, Jessica? Yeah. Yeah. This is, there's so much goodness in there. I'm taking notes. I just wrote down like four different topics to talk about. (laughs) And so as business owners, I mean, quite honestly, this is the journey that I'm on. I'm going to be 49 next week. Um, I, thank you. Thank you. I moved across an ocean. I sold or gave away literally everything I owned. I don't own every once in a while. I'm in a rental in Maui. I love it. It's fully furnished. It's gorgeous. Uh, But I, every once in a while I look around and I go, none of this is mine. Like I don't own a can opener. And Mm -hmm. I am somebody who really like leans in and lives my message. And so I was in the hustle. I was full Mm -hmm. in it. I was doing all the, I almost, I didn't, but I, I'm kidding. Actually, I almost started doing these stupid videos. I didn't, but I was doing all the things. I I tell everybody I've ticked and I've talked. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so I, I was just in it. I didn't know. It was just full masculine energy. It was full, the team and the building and doing all of the things. And obviously COVID happened and a huge part of my speaking business just shut down completely. I also watched the coaching industry um, turn into something I was embarrassed to be a part of. So I'm a psychotherapist at heart. I I became a business coach and I'll be real transparent. I was fucking disgusted with what the industry turned into and no part of me, Annie, wanted to be a part of it. I literally ran away. I shut my, that part of my business down. I went hell fucking no, I am not going to be known as a coach. If this is what this industry looks like, if that lady walking across the street right now with zero credentials can call herself, you know, a marriage coach or whatever, I just, I didn't want to do it. I couldn't do it. I was totally disgusted. So girl, I ran away. I ran away and I'm now here in the process 
So I am working on my third book called Healing the Hustle. And I realized when I got here, why can't I finish this book? And I was having a Carrie Bradshaw moment. I was like, I'm in middle of the story. Like I'm still a bit of a hot mess. Like as an overachiever, ambitious, go-getter, type A, hustling, the patriarchy, all the things that got us here, trying to do all the things, I realize I got to learn how to balance this. Like it gets me choked up. I got to learn how to balance this so that I don't kill myself or whatever. And so, you know, that's the million dollar question is how do we do both? And I brought my own podcast back because I can't finish the book because I'm in the middle of it. And so I am now sharing this on podcasts like yours about, hey, I'm practicing it like everybody else. And part of it is redefining what success is redefining what success is. We are told that we are supposed to do all of these things. Yet some people aren't podcasters. Some people aren't speakers. Some people aren't authors. Some people are not meant to, you know, work one-on-one or have groups or whatever, but there's coaches that are throwing that down your throat, that there is only one way to be. And once we figure out who we are, we take a hot minute and re- define what success looks like. Like, again, it used to be my three bedroom house full of all this shit that I bought and look at my cute blinds that I bought. And like, this was success. And then I was like, this isn't who I am though. My core values are freedom and independence and saying what I want and being nimble. Mm. And so fuck it. I just redefined everything and was like, this is my success. Being nimble, being free, Owning five bags, picking up and leaving wherever I want, possibly moving to Malaga, Spain next, like whatever I want to do. And that's not for everybody, but that is my definition of success. And so again, this comparison that people are doing is one of the worst things that we can be doing is somebody Mm -hmm. else looking at my life and like, oh, I want to do that. Well, it takes some balls to move across an ocean by yourself. So make sure. And a white picket fence and 2.5 kids and a husband for, uh-uh, uh-uh, mama ain't doing that. And that's just who I am. <laughs> You're and like, so, I don't want no husband, no kids. I don't even have a can opener by choice. <laughs> I do not own a can opener. Don't need no babies up in here. Like, I feel that. I feel that. Word, sister. Word. Yes. So, yes. I mean, I, we're just flowing here, but yes, I just, We've got to take a hot minute. We've got to take a breath and just figure out what our specific point of view is, what def- what success is for us. In graduate school, I had this amazing professor uh, that he had been married for like 38 years and he would get up, he joked, he's like, every morning I wake up to a different woman. And he was just kind of a goofball guy. And his point was that every day, she goes out in the world. He goes out in the world. We evolve. We grow. We meet somebody who's changed our lives. We have a conversation on a podcast that changes our life. Somebody listening to this beautiful podcast, it changes their life. We are meant to evolve. We are not yes. meant to stay stagnant. We are not meant to stay in the same job for the rest of our lives or do the same thing or live in the same place. We are meant to evolve and change and grow throughout our lives. And yet so many people stay 
stuck in the same thing. However, I will say, but I also believe our message, like our core um, is our passion. So you were talking about like when I wrote my first book, um, live your life from the front seat. Uh, somebody told me, you better be prepared to talk about this content for the rest of your life because your first book is normally that. And it's still true. Girl, I will talk about personality type and human behavior until the day I die. I fucking love it. But it comes in different iterations, right? I wrote a book called Don't Do Stuff You Suck At for creative entrepreneurs like us. And then now I'm working on healing the hustle, which is for us J personality types. But it's all about this one passion that I'm crazy, crazy, crazy passionate about. So people, again, figure out what that thing is. Figure out your point of view. Stop fucking dubbing yourself or trying to be somebody else. Just be yourself. And, and Annie, most people don't know what that is. I mean, I've been a therapist for 11 years now and it never, it never ceases to amaze me how many people don't. And that's, and it's okay. There's no judgment, but that's the patriarchy. That's marriage. That's motherhood. That's losing ourselves. We don't take time to travel by ourselves. We don't take time to cultivate and figure out who we are most women or people pleasers. Uh, we just go through this life just kind of being amiable, if you will, and like, oh, I better go along to get along. Um, and, you know, w- women come to me specifically when they're sick of that shit. And they're just like, okay, I'm ready to find my voice, either in my life or my business. And um, yeah, that's just my passion. You know, as you can tell, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of sitting here speechless, which is great, because you're all fired up. And and I just based on what you've so beautifully, so boldly, so transparently shared with us already in the last 16 minutes, I'm like having revelations over here. You mentioned this idea of like chunky, challenging growth, and you also self-identified as a hot mess. And my revelation that I had is that people that self-identify as hot messes are either letting life happen to them. And so they're the ones that we would also call a hot mess. We'd be like, ooh, that girl is a hot mess. But the vast majority of people, all gendered people, that identify themselves as hot messes, I honestly now believe because of you, it's because we're growing out loud. Girl, that's so good. That's so good. And let me, that is a very important distinction because you are correct. There are two kinds of hot messes. One that does no personal development. They don't do no work, right? They're the ones that get out of a relationship and they jump right into another one. And I'm like, fucking slow your roll, like take a minute and learn. But these are the people that jump from relationship to whatever you see them. Those are the ones that we say negatively. Well, that girl's a hot mess. Yes, yes. But the other one is what my sister and I have been spending a lot of time talking about is that we are in it right now. We are both like ending relationships. We are both like doing some really catastrophic things. I mean, I moved across an ocean by myself. I am in it. Like Mm -hmm. I am 
forcing myself in it. And it's part of who I am. And I'm guessing who a lot of your listeners are. We are personal development junkies. We want, so this isn't a personality type thing. These are intuitive types. We love to be better humans. We want better for this fucking country for sure. We want better for the world. We want better for our kids and our spouses. And we are, if you think you're ever fixed, like check yourself, sister, you are not. We are going, we are absolutely growing. And so part of bringing back the podcast um, is for me was I want to talk with people, not at people. Because I watch a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, 99% of coaches that act like they have their shit together. You fuck, you don't, you don't, (laughs) you don't. We all are figuring it out. Like I'm a therapist for God's sake and I'm a mess. Do I know myself really, really, really well? Yes. I'd say I'm an A or an A minus in terms of knowing my hot messness, but I know my attachment. I know I'm anxiously attached. I know where it came from. I know how it shows up in relationships. I know I'm perimenopausal and a hormonal mess. I know my love languages. I know my core values. Like I know all of this and life still triggers me and I get into messes and I make the wrong choices and I pick the wrong men and on and on and on. Like all of that shit is still happening, but I am really adamant and passionate about trying to help more people show up and be authentic in their lives and their businesses, because it also builds a bridge. Does it not? Like if I came on here, you probably wouldn't even have aired it. And I acted all like I got my shit together and I'm perfect. And (laughs) oh, look at me. It's so uninteresting. It's so uninteresting. There's nothing interesting about pretending like you have everything figured out. Well, it's incomplete at best and dishonest at worst unethical at worst. Thank you. Thank you. And that, that, you know, and that's some of the stuff, I mean, you were talking before about your, your sort of growing disdain for what the coaching industry has become. And I know that that is shared by all of my guests who identify as coaches and a lot of my listeners. And it's also the reason why my, this iteration of my company, the non-sleazy sales Academy exists because I was watching good hearted people try to adopt nasty ass policies that they were being taught by nasty ass people parading as good people. And I was like, okay, if we're going to save this as an industry, we have to start self-policing our tactics, our strategies, and making sure we're doing things on the up and up because shit is crazy out there. Right. But, but I love, Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I love though. You're again, you keep giving me these like beautiful combinations and dichotomies and I'm just loving it of like, you know, lean into your intuition. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Get in there and know yourself by leaving everything else behind. Right. Like burn it down. Be a phoenix. Burn yourself down in the process, girl. You a mess. Right. So like this whole idea I love and I love also this idea of healing the hustle because we tend to think of healing unless we're actively doing it. When we think of healing in theory, we think of this very passive, tranquil thing. And when we think about hustle, we think about this very active, toxic thing. But from what I hear from you, there's so much personal work that goes into healing the hustle that we can't just sit back and allow the hustle to heal. We got to get in there like therapy, get in there like a workout, get in there like a job 
and learn ourselves because we can't just her we can't just heal the hustle by stopping activity, right? Am I right? Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely correct. So um there's a couple ways we can go here. So let me say this first, and then I want to tell you about this bucket analogy that I learned in hypnotherapy school. This is kind of the basis for the whole healing the hustle. But I love buckets. Okay, so let me tell you this. So we are all buckets. And every one of us has a hole in the bottom of our bucket. Some it's just a pinprick and some there's no bottom in this bucket. There's no bottom. And so what we do as human beings is we go looking for other things. This is what we do. We want a dopamine hit from validation on dating sites or likes or comments or followers. We go um, out and shop. We buy things. We are addicted to buying shit. We look for outside validation. We drink. We do drugs. We porn. We oversex. We overexercise. We over chaos. We do all yeah. of the things. So we go outside of ourselves. And then what do we do? We bring all this shit back, all the followers, all the likes, all the validation, all the dopamine hits, and we put it in our bucket. And if there's no bottom in the bottom of your fucking bucket, It's never ending. And that hole is big T trauma and small T trauma. There are traumas that are big and little traumas. And I, I, as a therapist, I'm adamant that trauma can be really anything that has traumatized you. We we have Mm -hmm. gotten away from, you know, invalidating small T trauma. It's a trauma. And so we then, again, fill it up. And even if it's a quarter. Even if it's a quarter size hole, it's never going to satisfy us. So this is what we're talking about, about healing the hustle. You can't numb it away and you can't chaos it away. And so some people numb and some people chaos. I know I have chills too. Some people numb, some people chaos. Chaos is over busy, pinging, doing all the things. I went on a date the other night with this guy who absolutely has ADD. And it was just, it was unbelievable to watch him just all like over the place. So he is chaos. And then there's a lot of people that numb. Our work, Annie, is to heal that hole in the bottom of our bucket. That is what we are called to do. And it is it is 1 million times harder than just scrolling through TikTok for four hours a night because you're numbing out or getting on social and waiting for the ping, 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 ping. This is another issue I have with TikTok is I don't understand why I do understand. I shouldn't say that. I do understand. We are obsessed with that dopamine hit. There are Mm -hmm. people that don't even have businesses. All they want, though, are followers. They are literally living their lives with fucking strangers on the Internet. Do you know there is a world outside your door? I mean, it's part of why I moved to Maui to go on the beach every single day to leave my phone, to remind myself, to connect to myself, to heal this hole in the bottom of my bucket that I don't need this outside validation that Hey, as a business owner, guess what? You do not need to post bullshit every single day. It is about quality, not quantity. And we have been suckered into this. We have been suckered into believing that you need to film five seconds of your life for the rest of your life to create a TikTok. Fuck that. 
Put your phone away, connect to yourself, connect to the person across from you and stop. I mean, I live on Maui where fifth, at least 50% of the people, probably more are tourists. And so I, and I eat almost every meal by myself and I sit and I go out cause I'm extroverted and I don't cook. So I literally die if I didn't, cause I wouldn't, I don't feed myself. <laughs> so I go to restaurants and I am such a, a, an observer of human behavior. And it is baffling to me to watch how many people in their, you know, under 40, do not know how to communicate with each other because they are literally on their phones. They are at home in Michigan watching Instagram and TikTok about Maui. They spent $10,000 to $15,000 to come here. They saved up all year. They're so excited. And then they get here and all they do is look on their fucking phones about what's going on back in Michigan or whatever. We are un believably disconnected to who we are as human beings. What do you think? What do you feel? What is your point of view? What do you care about? Sit and cry for a really long time. Just feel your feelings. We it's, it's, it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. Wow. I'm fired up. (laughs) You're totally right. I mean, you're totally right because I numb hardcore and chaos hardcore, depending on what's happening, but neither of those situation is what I really want, which is progress or what I really want, which is answers or what I really want, which is deeper self-awareness. Right. So it's like watch old episodes of Maury, like watch another 20 paternity tests of screaming or, you know, just go out and do all the things, write 18 books simultaneously. So I don't have to write one. Right. So I love this idea of, of, redefining, which is such a great point you made, redefining what success looks like, because you brought up this idea of scaling. And and uh, Rachel K. Albers, marketing muckraker, you two would love each other. If you don't know each other, I'll introduce you. Uh, she was on the show a while back being like, not all businesses need to scale. Agreed. Agreed. That's totally true, right? Like Agreed. we don't all need to monetize TikTok. Yep. Some of us can have a small client book and make plenty of money. And not all of us care about making seven figures. Yep. And I've done both. I did both. And I had this huge team and I was growing and I was all about one to many. It's not easier. It's not easier. Everyone tells you it's easier. It's not. It just comes with different problems. And then I just, you know, I I just was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to have to go find 5,000 people to do whatever when I can work with 20 at a time or just a couple couple of companies. And you know how much less chaos I have in my life? I, I can't even, I can't, there's no monetization for how much calmer and better my life is without all of that chaos. It's just not worth it, it, it for some people. There's no monetization on all of that calm and space. You're just killing me today. I just love your brain. I'm just going to come to Maui and I'm going to call it a retreat. I'm going to come to Maui, sleep on your couch. I'm going to bring you a can opener as a gift so that you can own one. And I'm going to sleep on the couch that I can see right now. And I'm going to call it a retreat. And I'm just going to have you talk at me on a beach. Oh, that's so like that's good. There you go. People will be like, what that's are you doing? So I'm like, I'm good. going on a strategic business retreat <laughs> to a beach to have my friend Jessica yell at me. Oh, I adore you. I adore you right back. I am just in such awe of you today because I've never heard 
such a proactive, passionate call for rest and self-awareness. I, I love rest and I love self-awareness and I love Zen people and woo people and energetic people and, you know, the common kind of the earth. I love y'all. Okay. The meek shall inherit. However, I've never heard such a rigorous call for knowing your damn self and feeling your damn feels, but you're right. Healing. Like I have an autoimmune disease. I am actively healing from that. That is work right? Healing from a breakup, healing from a big T or little T trauma, that is work. You know you're doing it because it hurts. It feels like movement. It's challenging. It's got friction or inertia attached to it, right? And yet when we think about healing the hustle, we don't think about the work that goes in to healing, the work that goes into not performing to someone else's standard, which is the perfect segue. Um, <laughs> To today's accidental, but dang, am I glad we're talking about it, pop culture topic. Y'all, in the in our fabulous green room chat, we were trying to figure out what this was. And we talked, this ran the gamut. We talked about Michelle Obama, Love. The Bachelor. Love. We talked about, oh, yes. I mean, Her Royal Highness, the Queen of Becoming, can do no wrong. Yes. I gave Heather McMahon a shout out. I mean, Heather I McMahon, yeah. Tina and Amy. Uh, we talked about 30 Rock, but ultimately... I went with passion because you're talking about getting all fired up and you've been all fired up this whole episode. So I just wanted to keep you in that fired up place. Jessica. Yes. Queen of Hawaii. <laughs> queen of calming down and shutting the fuck up. <laughs> what does any of this have to do with the recently liberated, now finally becoming understood pop diva queen known as Kesha? What's Kesha got to do with this? It's so funny. I instantly got chills. I mean, I knew that you were going to do that because we came up with her in the green room ahead of time. There's a lot of strong, powerful women. Obviously, Michelle Obama came to mind, Gaga. Um, but Kesha, to me, is the ultimate in healing and sharing her words without editing. So her song, Woman, I mean, I remember listening to that and calling my sister and going, oh, this bitch is keeping it real. I mean, she is just talking about weed and I'm pretty sure she says mother effer. I mean, it is a song, mm -hmm. obviously praying. So she is somebody who went through immense trauma. Uh, her agent or manager, somebody like abused her. She came out stronger on the other side. And I will say this, this is actually, it's funny getting me a little choked up, is that she's talking about it and she's not pretending it didn't happen. Yeah. She's sharing something deeply personal to her and mm -hmm. she's not pretending that she has it all figured out. She's saying, wow, this is what happened to me. As there's so many women in this country that so many things have happened to us because of I'm sorry, men or the patriarchy yeah. or this country that we live in and the laws. And she is someone that has st stood up, stepped up, writing about it, singing about it, sharing her message in an authentic way. And she's kind of a hot mess still. 
She doesn't yeah. give a fuck about social media. She's not on it at all. I bet she could make a whole lot more money if she was all buttoned up and perfect and pretty and did things the right way. But she's like, fuck it. This is who I am. This is what I have to say. I'm not going to buy into the norms of the music industry or the social media industry. I'm not going to do it that way. And I just love it. I love it. Yeah. When I see other artists that I think are sassy um, and then I see them and they're not, it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing. And Kesha is somebody who is not playing by the rules. Like if she shows up on SNL, she's going to be a hot mess or she won't go yep. on because she won't be able to swear or something like she is playing by her rules. She is never somebody that is going to dub somebody else's song on TikTok. She has a point of view. She's sassy. She's healed. She's in it and she's sharing her message and it's fucking beautiful. I love this. I love this because full disclosure, when Kesha's first music came out, I was like, ew, what? is this. But that's because Kesha's first music wasn't Kesha. It was 100%. her horrible, abusive yep. manager yep. taking her talent and forcing yep. her into a crap box. Yep. And so when she got out of the crap box and yep. started singing songs like Praying and hitting Mariah Carey notes at full volume and being a fucking poet, everyone went, is this the same Kesha? I know you and I are both covered in goosebumps head to toe, right? I mean, wow. But yep. we were like, is this the same Kesha? Yes. Kesha didn't change. That was always Kesha, but she used to have to play somebody else's bullshit game. And she finally got liberated from that. I, what also comes to mind and like those burn it down, triumphant, strategic anger albums are my favorite. I just oh, had really? the bucket list experience a few weeks ago of getting to see the chicks, formerly the Dixie chicks. And Natalie Maines, the whole last album, Gaslighter, is about how her piece of shit husband, Adrian Pastar, cheated on her on her own boat. And the album is violently honest. It's amazing. It contains lyrics like, will your dad pay your taxes now that I'm done? Right. And I'm like, ooh. Damn, right? It's but, like lemonade. I mean, lemonade right? is one of the best fucking, I mean, that oh shit my God. is so real. Get that baseball bat, Beyonce, do it. But the, there's a lyric in one of the sadder, like one of the things I love about the chicks, and we're talking about Kesha, but one of the things I love about the chicks is they, like Kesha, have their dance poppy, ready to run, goodbye Earl anthems. And then they also have these like Natalie Maines fronted, incredibly sad, lovely, gorgeous ballads. And in one of their newer songs, She's got this great lyric, which reminds me so much of Kesha, which is when I was young, I had to hold my tongue. But now that you're gone, I get to write this song. And I'm like, oh, 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 now that you're gone, I get to write this song. Now that Kesha is out from under an abusive manager, she gets to sing praying and help other women who are trying or people, people. All people, right? People dealing with the patriarchy, people dealing with white supremacy, people dealing with the fact that, I mean, the Supreme Court is taking away women's rights and queer rights right and left, right? Like this, I mean, today they curbed the EPA. What's next? We don't know. But as such, now that we are coming out boldly allowing ourselves to grow loudly and publicly if entrepreneurship is being willing to fail publicly and being a hot mess is being willing to grow publicly that's what we're doing and what's amazing about that is that we don't just take ourselves 
along for that ride of healing. When we heal the hustle, we take people with us. Kesha has lifted all sorts of people in domestic violence or opportunity violence or mismanagement, right? Like I, this is what's next for Britney Spears who just got out of her conservatorship. If she never wants to make music again, I'm a huge Britney fan. If she never wants to make music again, I support that because now that, now that they're gone, she gets to write this song or not. And so what's the book that you get to write now? You know, what's the stance that you get to take now? Yeah. What's your thing? What's your thing that you will let go of that? And yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's actually something it's your marriage. It's your whatever. I mean, my husband, he cheated on me. (laughs) He was an addict. He lied to me. He did all the things. And the main thing why I ended up leaving is that he would not support me going back to graduate school because he was so scared I was going to leave. And I went, bye bitch after 20 years i was like i gotta go because i got a song to write sister i got a song to write we're supposed to grow to your point we are supposed to grow we are supposed to evolve also thank you for introducing me to the term husband you're welcome (laughs) i have a lot of divorced friends but i've never heard that term and um i i love that i love that a lot um, I'm going to use it in a sentence by the end of the day. It's the vocabulary <laughs> word of the day. Ugh, I just love that. So how do we, taking inspiration from your journey to Maui and Kesha's journey to woman and praying and an album that is 100% on her own terms, how do we stop numbing and chaosing and start creating and quieting? What do we do? This is the million dollar question. And I 100% believe that we have to tap in to our intuition. Everybody has it. Everybody has it. Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about it in the big, big magic. Thank you. Uh, I was going to say the big leap, but that's Gay Hendrick, big magic. And Gay Hendrick's big leap is also a great book top five. Uh, she talks about, uh, I'm, you know, using my hands on a podcast, uh, a, a <laughs> butterfly cannot land on you. Things cannot land on us. Ideas, inspiration, the next thing, personal development, ahas, personal awareness, things cannot land on us like a butterfly, an idea. If we are numb, if we're drunk or we're binge watching something, we are occupying. And if we're too busy, so imagine like throwing your hands around. This is what I see so much with women. I'm so busy. Oh, good for you. Oh, I got this and this and this, and I'm doing 57 different things. No one ever sits down. No one ever sits quiet. We, that's what we have to do. We have to actually get quiet. I have days here that are required where I go to the beach all day. I get there at like 7.30. I put my umbrella up and I read a book and I turn my phone off. Um, there's also this idea of output only days. There is no input. So I go away at least, at least quarterly and there is no input. There's sorry, no podcasts. <laughs> there's no music because music influences your your mood straight up. It influences your mood. Uh, there is obviously no TV. Uh, I don't even read normally. It's only output. So you journal, you walk, 
you do art, you paint something, you bead, you create, you do something, but it is output only. And so I go away, there's this beautiful retreat center. I'm actually having a retreat there in October. Um, and I go up there, it's called Lumeria here on Maui. And it's, there's just nothing and not everybody can do that. But I've even gone camping. I've just gone camping by myself and there's no input. So have no input days, output only. We are obsessed with input. I mean, I'm guessing your listeners right now, that's making them uncomfortable to even think about not having TikTok or your phone, nothing. And obviously tell people you're going to do this. But my friends, yeah, otherwise they're going to call the FBI. (laughs) Yes, true. My friends, the only way you're going to tap into your intuition, the only way you're going to get these downloads, the only way you're going to figure this stuff out is if you just shut the fuck up and you, and you, that means out externally too. just stop shut it down all of the things, shut it down. And then when you come back, you're going to be more selective and being aware of when am I numbing? And when am I adding chaos? I mean, I share a story in my second podcast episode of like, I'm dating myself because I realized when I moved here, the ping, 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 the dates, oh my, all this, it was total chaos. And I was like, that is not why I am here. I am here to heal my hustle. And this is a dopamine hit. I haven't dated in like four years, so I forgot. Uh, But it's just this, oh, this person likes you. And this, it's just a dopamine hit. And I thought, this is doing myself a disservice right now. Um, I don't need to get laid bad enough that I'm going to ruin this dopamine hit. So I just cut it off. And I was like, I'm just going to date myself for the rest of the year and calm. So just, I encourage your listeners to think about all of the things that are outside of yourself that are these weird dopamine hits. Social media is the ultimate and the likes and the comments. And it's just, it's, it's killing us. It's killing our intuition. That's for sure. And it feels like we're getting stuff done when really we're just scaling noise. Yeah. You're numbing. You're not getting stuff done. You used the perfect word earlier. You said, I'm not progressing. You're never going to progress if you're not taking time to get quiet. And I'm not going to lie. Like, is it going to be uncomfortable? Absolutely. Like I want your listeners to know, like you're going to want to shit your pants or throw up or (laughs) you're going to freak out. You're going to freak out. You're going to be physically uncomfortable. Like I warn my clients, like you're going to be at my retreat in October. We're having a half a day of no input. They're already nervous. It's in October. They're already nervous and they're going to be physically uncomfortable. I'd love for your listeners to track how often a day you reach for your phone to look up social media. It is a dopamine hit. When I came up with healing the hustle, I had woke up one morning, it was a Monday morning, and I just said, I'm going to take this one week social media break, which seems, I mean, that's a big deal for business owners. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. And I told myself, every time I open it, any app, I can't even open it. If I open it, I have to meditate instead. I meditated nine times by 9 a.m. the first day. It is an addiction. And then when I stopped, when I stopped doing it, I broke that habit, healing the hustle went, it totally downloaded the entire book, the, all the outline, all of the content. It, I mean, that's how shit happens. 
but we are so you gave scared. yourself space. Yes. I gave myself space. I gave myself space. Only on TLTQ will you hear the combo, lean into your intuition and shut the fuck up. And only on TLTQ will two women as loud as us beg you to get quiet. I just, the loudest women alive are like, let's be quiet about it. But you know what? We, we got to recharge sometimes. And ugh, this has been, I am so fired up. I feel like talking to you has been like going to church. Like I feel, I feel cleansed by this conversation and I am grateful, grateful, grateful. I got two more questions for you. Uh, the first one is, so Kesha's album, the giant, beautiful liberation album, we've mentioned two of the songs from it. One of them being woman and one of them being praying and they are both unbelievable powerhouses. So Jessica, you're putting out a one word anthem. What is the title of your one word anthem? Oh, one word is so hard. Two words would be fuck yeah. I think it's powerful or embodied or empowered, liberated. I think it's liberated. It's liberated. Liberated featuring Kesha. Yes. Kesha, we're, I would say that we'd have our people call your people, but your people are historically <laughs> terrible. So we're just going to call you directly, babe. Okay. I was just thinking that. I was like, she needs to hear this episode. I think she'd be very, <laughs> very... Uh, proud and happy and she I'll should see what be. I can she do. Should okay, she good. should be. She has every reason to be proud liberated. because she has flourished. Yes. Liberated the new single by Jessica featuring Kesha. Yes. If people <laughs> want to go to church by just being in your orbit, like I have today, what is the best way for our listeners to start a conversation with you and to come into your world? Yeah. By the way, I love conversations. I hate email, but I don't mind emails that are like, holy shit, I heard this. I loved it. Uh, I've got a couple of playgrounds. One is I, it's Instagram because it's easy. I'm Jessica Butts MA over on Instagram. DM me, comment, whatever. I like to play over there. Uh, secondly, I for those of you who are hearing these letters on the episode and are like, what the frick is she talking about? These J's and P's and whatever's and intuitives. Uh, I have a very fun and silly but incredibly accurate um, uh, quiz assessment on my website which is jessicabutts.com and it is exactly what you think it is B-U-T-T-S and I play over there as well and I also have a podcast so it's a little confusing Uh, I have Front Seat Life is the podcast um, and it's the Healing the Hustle series so um, I'm dropping some uh, truth bombs over on my podcast as well and all of that loveliness is housed at jessicabutts.com. Well, I cannot wait to continue to learn from you and be inspired by you. Jessica Butts, thank you so much for being my guest today on TLTQ. Thank you, darling. (sighs) Everybody else, I am going to take a deep breath, shut the fuck up for a minute, and then I will be back with my final thought and your homework for this week. Well, hey there. I am sick as a dog this week. So, wow, did I need to heal my own hustle, among a few other things. I found it so dang challenging to stop working, y'all. I sat myself down in front of trash TV with permission to marathon. I moved my point of operations from my office to our spare bedroom. And yet, I just kept seeking work out. 
Finally, I struck a deal with myself. I can only do mental exercise this week. No extra client work, no fluffy marketing, just good old self-awareness, state of the business and state of the boss type stuff. And I looked myself in the mirror quite literally. And again, remember, I'm sick. So I had this sort of sweaty, pillow-marked, ponytail, hopelessly askew thing going for me. Point is, I wasn't feeling particularly shiny. And I did this anyway. I asked myself what I wanted a normal day in my life to look like. I've gathered my favorite questions from this wacky self-awareness rabbit hole, and your homework this week is to ask yourself them too. Now to clarify, you do not have to look yourself in the face while you do this, but it would be pretty badass of you if you do, and I bet Kesha would. Just saying. So here are the questions. In each instance, I want you to pay very, very close attention to when the word should pops up or you start using someone else's voice to answer these questions. It's okay, too, if your answers feel accessible and not that far off. This is your dream, your success, and your standards, so your mental mentors and naysayers can just shut the hell up for a couple of minutes. Number one, congrats, you're successful. What does your day-to-day work life look like? Number two, what does your bank account look like? Number three, what do your relationships look like personally and professionally? Number four, what does your health look like? Bunch of subsets here, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever that may mean to you. What do you want to think or feel when you go to bed at night? What do you want your clients to say about you when you're not around? What will you never, ever do again? What bad advice have you outgrown? Where are you slowing down your own evolution? And finally, on a happy note, number 10, what kind of legacy are you working toward leaving? Happy exploring, and remember, beating yourself up during this process is like burning your crops. Please, please remember to be kind to your number one asset, you. Hey, thanks for listening. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. Listen, we talk a lot about marketing on this show, and that's because I fully earnestly believe that every dime and every moment we spend marketing is totally worth it unless we turn around and sabotage ourselves at the finish by refusing to sell and sell beautifully. Why? A lot of us have a misconception of what selling actually requires of us or who it needs us to be. Please give me the opportunity to help change your mind at www.nonsleazy.com. That's N-O-N-S-L-E-A-Z-Y.com. Big shout out to the fabulous dudes who helped make this show what it is. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My composer, Riley Herbastio. And my show artist, Francois Vigneault. 
They're all fabulous, and I'd be glad to introduce you. Until next week, just do your best, and remember, you're too legitimate to quit.